I'm Tony Gargan and welcome to the Presenting, Pitching and Public Speaking podcast. Hi, I'm Tony Gargan and welcome to the Presenting, Pitching and Public Speaking podcast. In today's episode, I'm going to focus on the non-speaker side to speaking. So what does that mean? So often in the speaker world, we're so focused on, you know, trying to perfect our speech, looking at all the different formats, different systems, the small but incremental little things that make the difference, including tonality, humor, all of those little parts of the system. And in previous episodes, I've focused around how to write your speech, how to get your gigs booked, but we never really touch on the non-speaker side of speaking. So what about like the lead up to your presentation? What about the things happening in life, going on around your presentations, your pitches, your speeches that are on your mind when you're preparing for your speech? So in today's episode, I'm going to focus on exactly that, the non-speaker side to speaking. Now, some of the things that I mentioned during this, you might be thinking, is that really relevant? However, every single one of these five key points are things that I've been working on over the last four plus years to ensure that I'm fully present and ready when presenting. So number one of the non-speaker side of speaking is getting enough sleep. Now, this was raised in one of my masterminds recently Uh, the importance of being completely present when delivering a speech and the impact that sleep or a lack thereof really has on it. Now, when you're presenting, you're pitching and you're public speaking, you've got to have headspace to deal with the things happening in a live situation, like the questions being asked or the interruptions and the interactions. So setting yourself right for the day of that presentation, for the information that you're going to deliver, for the value that you want to give is absolutely imperative. Now, for me, I deliver trainings in Peterborough the majority of the time, but I live in Liverpool. So it is a over a 300 mile round trip. It's about 180 miles from where I live in Liverpool to Peterborough. Now, I leave early to get there. So I always ensure that I have an early night the night before. Now, you might yourself experience uh, what it's like when you don't get enough sleep. So your mind can be really foggy or your thought processes can slow down and that can obviously have an impact on your delivery, your pitch, your presentation, your speech. Now, I'm not going to preach here, you know, the right amount of sleep that you should have is a minimum seven hours per night, blah, 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 because each of us are really different and it's important that you know your own body and know what you need. Now, you know how much sleep you need as a minimum to be able to function as an individual. You know how well you need to sleep, how many interruptions will affect your sleep and in turn affect the next day. We've all been there. I put a Facebook post on recently in regards to this where I'd had a late night because I was working and then got up early the next day to do my work and it, it had such an impact on me. My brain was foggy. I felt like I couldn't really function. It was one of those days, I don't know if you've experienced it, where you wake up, but you know, you're not quite awake yet. And it takes you a fair few cups of coffee, whatever it is your process, Red Bull coffee, whatever you do to wake up, exercise. And you don't actually function for a little while. Now, that's not great when you're ready for a presentation. You've got to be fully ready and present, both in mind and in body. Now, I know that some people, when they're delivering presentations, you know, if they're like a destination away, a bit of a drive or a journey away, they like to get there a day in advance of the gig. So they reduce the traveling time on the day of the gig. And this is something that I used to do and I still do occasionally. However, I also know that I don't sleep well when I'm away from home, which affects my sleep which in turn affects my delivery. So I'm better to get an early night the night before, 
get up early to do my drive to Peterborough. So I am up around four o'clock. I leave around 4.40, 4.45. And that works for me. Now, a big part of what I do is part of my preparation, which we'll touch upon in, in the not too distant future. But a big part of that is done on my journey. So I have a, a set routine. I cover certain parts of my presentation. You know, the really key points that I want to cover in my presentation. I actually prepare and practice on the journey there. Now, it took trial and error to get to this point, to this level of knowledge around what works for me. You'll probably need to do the same and you want to try that before the live presentations and the speeches. So getting into a routine, getting some habits set around your sleep about how much you know you need and not just like a, this is the minimum that I need, but to function well, to give the best, to give value to my delegate, to um, be able to be fully present. I know I need a minimum of X amounts of sleep. It's non-negotiable. Now, different people work in different ways. Maybe you're the type of person who functions really, really well on four or five hours sleep, as long as you deliver the presentation straight away. So getting up early is great for you. Maybe you're a bit of a night owl. So maybe you need your presentations to be evening presentations later in the day. You've got to find what works for you. And it is a non-speaker side of speaking, but it's so important. And being ready and present and being able to prepare your speech, not having that fuzzy and foggy brain, having the ability to communicate effectively, to give value is all a part of point one in my points that I want to make today is getting enough sleep. Now, I told you, you might think this might not be relevant to speaking, but it absolutely is. And the next point is keeping hydrated. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen me deliver a full day of training, you know, a nine till five, a nine till six, and maybe you've noticed how much water I drink. Throughout the day, it can be anywhere between kind of five and nine bottles of water, which sounds like an awful lot. However, if you're speaking for five, six, seven, eight hours, dehydration plays a big part because no one wants, you know, that cotton wool mouth that dry mouth where when you're delivering your speech you feel like your tongue swelled to twice its normal size or your top lip is stuck to the top of your mouth there's nothing worse you can't get your words listen I'm doing it now nothing worse you can't get your words out effectively it affects your delivery which then affects what's going on in your head that in turn affects your speech your presentation your results your outcome your pitch so it's really really important now again I'm not going to advise you on how much you should be drinking. I'm not going to say how much you should have during your presentations, before your presentations, but I am going to recommend that you find out what works for you. You know yourself best. So I've, through experience, realised that often when I first started presenting, that I wasn't always drinking enough during the delivery and that actually it impacted everything from the delivery So your brain might be a little bit fuzzy, you might trip over your words or, you know, your head's not quite right in the space to be able to deliver properly. But the after effects as well of not drinking enough through my presentations. And again, this is me, yours might be slightly different. But for me, I'd note that if I delivered a presentation and don't drink a lot, even on my shorter presentations, like a 90 minute or 60 minute presentations, if I don't drink enough throughout the presentation, I might be fine during it. However, say I drive back to Liverpool, I drive home and I have this this thirst, this dryness to my throat and like a, a constant thirst that you just cannot quench. It doesn't feel sore, it just feels really dry. And in addition, I'll often get a headache. So I know that that's due to me feeling dehydrated. So again, through experience, I've identified that I need to drink prior to my presentation. 
Now, maybe you're thinking, yeah, but great, if I drink lots, then I'm going to need to, you know, run to the toilet and use the bathroom lots. That may be the case. Practice preparation for this. Now, it's fine to take breaks, and I've talked in previous episodes about how you can use speaker interaction and exercises to go and use those much-needed bathroom breaks. But you can also get into a cycle and get into a kind of a, a thought process and a rhythm within your delivery where you drink enough water beforehand or drink just enough water during to quench your thirst to keep your voice in good condition. Because I know that, you know, we've, we've seen Rob Moore speak. Rob Moore speaks huge amounts um, when he does a, a delivery, he gives loads of value. And it happens so rarely that he delivers speeches that when he does, there's so much he wants to get out there. He may be on stage for an hour, 90 minutes, or in the past when he's done world records, and obviously in his 2014 world records, he spoke for over 46 hours. I know his voice was absolutely ruined as a result of that, and it's never really recovered. So you know yourself, if you're delivering speeches, it might not be a 46-hour speech, but even a half-hour speech. If you're involved in it, if you're interacting, if there's not much... Um, audience participation and you're speaking for the majority of it, dehydration can really affect you. So if you take into consideration when you're delivering a presentation, you get nervous or you get excited, that leads to sweaty palms or maybe it leads to um, getting all sweaty and hot or perspiring if you're more polite, perspiring. It leads to water loss and dehydration occurs when you lose more fluid than you take in. So you've got to prepare, drink plenty of water in advance of your speech, have enough water ready for delivery during your speech or your presentation, whether it's a a webinar, something live on stage, creating a podcast even, I keep water to my side when I'm delivering podcasts to make sure that your voice is in good enough condition. So in addition to keep hydrated, I'm going to add a kind of a point to be, which is looking after your voice. Now, it may be that you're the type of person who is quite quiet anyway, quite monotone, and so you'll need a microphone. But it may be that you're the type of person who is quite loud and you have maybe a forced voice. And if that's the case, it can absolutely ruin your voice if you're doing a lot of it. So find what's right for you. Maybe you use honey and lemon. Maybe you use a throat spray. Maybe you use lozenges to keep your vocal cords intact. So as point two B of the keeping hydrated looking after your voice, find what works for you. For me, I find that drinking enough water prior to the presentation works and really helps and I have to have enough water available so I have a minimum of two bottles of water available for every presentation that I deliver. Sometimes that's a 90 minute presentation. If it is a full day, I'll make sure I have two bottles of water available at any given time and I replenish them during the breaks. So find out what works for you. And if you are the person who is maybe prone to the sweaty palms or the nervous hot sweat patches under your arms, you're going to be losing more liquid, which means you need to take on board more to prevent dehydration and prevent ongoing problems. It's point two of my non-speaker speaker tactics. Point three, and this is a really important point, is about getting in state. And I'll just clarify that in my Scouse accent. Getting in state, not getting into a state. Now, I've mentioned this in previous episodes, but I've never really done a deep dive on it. And getting in state is the practice of preparing yourself, both mentally and physically, for your presentation. Now, so many people do this in different ways. For some, it goes as far as having like a little ritual before your presentation. It becomes kind of a little process that each person goes through. For some, it's just maybe one or two points as a part of a routine that get you ready. 
So it may be that you listen to music before delivering to get you in the mood for presenting. For others, it might be, you know, having a a clear headspace, so having a few moments on your own, a little bit of silence, or the opportunity even to take that one step further and to meditate or to practice some mindfulness prior to your speeches or your deliveries. Again, different things work for different people. So you need to ensure that you get comfortable and you find the routine for you. It might be that you're going over the first few lines of your speech over and over in your head to make sure when you get out there, you start in the right way and your opening is correct for your presentation. It might be listening to, you know, a really upbeat song to get your energy up, get your heart rate up. You might be the type of person who needs polar opposite. Maybe you need calming down. Maybe you need really serene music or white noise or something that's calming for you. Find what works for you. Now, don't judge me. But I have like a geek routine for preparations for a speech. And I deliver speeches all of the time. So I'll be delivering a couple this week. I'll be doing two or three the week after. So I'm doing this quite often, but the routine remains the same. Now I've talked about getting your presentations ready and even in my top tips in previous episodes, I've talked about practice and preparation. That all remains the same. This getting in state is within, for me, as far as the day prior and the immediate moments leading up to your presentation, pitch or public speech. So the day previously for me, I will always stop. I'll always have a read over my notes on my presentation or the key points. Sometimes I'll even identify, you know, on key on cue cards, little key pointers of what I want to touch or really important points that I want to hit home. I will have a read through of them, not a learning process. I'll already know it well in advance, but just a read through and a little refresher in my head. That's part of my getting in state ritual. And then my getting in state ritual, as I identified in point one, also continues on my drive to the destination. Now, if I'm driving to Peterborough from Liverpool, I have a set routine. It's around a three and a quarter hour journey where I listen to music. And for me, it's always loud loud music like the Foo Fighters or something really energetic that I can sing along to or something even that's in the charts at the minute but that I can sing at full pelt and I'll do that to wake me up on the first part of the journey and I'm as geeky as I am I have like set pointers along the way so I do that for a good hour maybe now I'm not singing full pelt at the top of my lungs but I'm listening and it's raising my energy it's raising my heart rate it's it's getting me into a good state of mind it's waking me up and that's what I do at the start of my journey. And then I get to a certain point within my destination and then I will start to just verbally out loud or um in my head start going through the the points on the presentation. Usually it'll be the very start and the very end of the presentation and then I'll focus on content or really key points that I want to add in the middle. Maybe a story, something relevant that's happened recently that I want to prepare or practice. And I will do that either verbally out loud or in my head for a part of the duration. Again, this is all part of the getting in state for me on the day of a presentation. And then I get to a certain marker in my journey again and the loud music goes back on. I've done my prep, I've done my presentation for my speech. This is about getting in state, raising my energy, raising my heart rate, getting me exhilarated, getting me excited because that's the state that I want to be in when I'm delivering my presentations. And I do that for the last short part of the journey until I park up. And then I have complete silence while I walk to progressive or unlimited success or wherever the place is that I'm delivering the speech. And then it's all about meeting people. It's all about mixing with the delegates. And that is my getting in state. 
Now, within the five minutes, and this is only a short process, but within the five minutes prior to me going on stage, I just like to have a little bit of headspace, go and get a microphone on, go and grab a drink of water or a tea or a coffee to walk outside, get some fresh air, really start getting in the energy and the mind frame to deliver and give value. Now, that's my routine for getting in state and it alters ever so slightly. So say, for example, the weekend that I'm recording this podcast, I'm going to be doing two days, presentation on Friday and another one on Saturday. So I'll stay over in Peterborough. Now, I don't have a three and a half hour drive journey, but I still have a set routine. And that's about getting up a little bit earlier, drinking tea or coffee early in the morning to really exhilarate me and wake me up, going for a little bit of a walk. So I'll I'll walk to the venue, which gets your heart rate racing. And these are small little incremental things, but play a huge part in your presentation. So point three of the non-speaker points is getting in state. Now it's doing what's right for you finding out what works for you. It might be putting your earphones on to drown out every other bit of noise and also stop people from talking to you. That can happen sometimes. Maybe you can't have any distractions or disruptions when you're preparing for your speech. It might be that you really want to get involved and really get in and get to know everybody. It might be whatever your little routine is, you need to prepare that and know what works for you. So that's point three is getting in state. And that leads nicely on to point four, which is about motion. So I've mentioned in previous episodes that motion creates emotion. And that is the case within your speeches and your deliveries. I've also said this, explained it when I've talked about body language and how standing up on a stage will really raise your tonality, your energy, improve your um, the, the projection that you have. Sitting down is a way of calming the situation down, maybe connecting well with your audience. But this is also the case in terms of your preparation for on and off stage. So motion creates emotion. And that is said by Tony Robbins. And anyone who's watched I Am Your Guru or has been to see Tony Robbins live, you'll have seen that he has like a little trumpet, a little small trampoline, and he bounces up and down on the trumpet before he goes on stage to give his delivery. That's his way of getting upbeat, getting his heart rate going, getting his energy going, and that's his getting state motion. So point four is around motion. So what I mean by that is you will find it hard if you're like sat on a sofa for the hour before your speech, you know, you're just chilling out, you're really not doing anything, you're quite lethargic, there's no motion there for an hour, two hours before your speech. You're going to find it hard to really raise your energy when you go up on stage. Now, it may be that you need five minutes of doing that before you deliver, but motion creates emotion. So maybe you need to go for a little walk around, do what I do. Sometimes I'll go out, especially do this during the breaks on presentation days because you're inside a room that has artificial light, has air con, so it's quite an artificial environment. So the motion of literally getting up on your feet, going outside, going for a walk, that creates the emotion, which can raise the energy and reduce the energy. Now, this is something that is a part of your non-speaker skill set for you knowing what you need to do prior to as a part of you getting in state. So the motion creates emotion. So if you're the type of person who nearly really needs a little bit of help in raising your energy before you go on stage, you might want to have a little trampoline like Tony Robbins does. Maybe you have a little mantra that you say to yourself. Maybe it is that really upbeat song that you listen to just before you go on stage. But that motion, the getting up, the walking around, 
We even recommend this when delivering presentations. So on stage, not just being seated, not being stood behind a lectern, the movement on the stage, the motion creates emotion, a non-speaker side. But also in your presentations, like for podcast recordings or webinars. I remember a mentor of mine had explained that when doing webinars, he doesn't just sit at a table because your energy kind of stays pretty monotonous, pretty level. Whereas if you're up and you're walking around, even with your laptop in your hand, your energy rises, especially if you get into an energetic part of your delivery and your presentation. So the point four on my non-speaker speaker skills is motion, ensuring you're up and about, you're moving, you're really bringing your speech, delivery or presentation alive through your motion. And point number five, I suppose, is all encompassing for all of the above points and beyond, which is to create those habits I was at a mastermind recently and a very wise man in the room said, normal is what we do, not what we are. And that really hit home to me. Normal is what we do, not what we are. So you need to find out what your normal is. Now, my normal, I know, is not normal for everybody. Loud music, screaming at the top of my lungs, practicing a presentation for the rest of the journey and then loud music again. I know normal for you may be complete silence being left on your own before your delivery, time to prepare and to practice. But ultimately, whatever is normal for you, it's about creating that habit, leaving your baggage off stage. So creating those habits includes all that thing, all that stuff, all those all those little bits and bobs, all of the baggage that you often have off stage. We've all got stuff going on in our lives. And it's often hard to focus when we have these things in our head. So by creating habits and focusing on service, having gratitude for being in the position you are, all that shit's still going to be there afterwards. But what can you actually do about it when you're delivering your presentation? So it's about creating a routine, creating a habit around your normality. It may not be normal for everybody, but it's normality for you. So I'm going to do just a quick recap on the points that I've identified today. So this episode is around the non-speaker focus around public speaking, getting enough sleep, the importance of knowing your body. And when I say enough, I don't necessarily mean more. I mean enough for you. I know for me personally, if I sleep too long, I wake up with a fuzzy head. I wake up with a headache, I feel worse, I feel more lethargic. So it's about finding that sweet spot for your sleep and making sure that you plan that in ready for your presentations, your pitches and your public speeches. Make sure you find what's right for you. Keeping hydrated is the next point. So ensuring that you have enough water on board before you give your presentation, that you stop to take drinks during your presentation should you need to. Now, if it's a really short, you know, two, three minute one, you might not need to. But I know for me, I definitely can't deliver anywhere more than kind of 10 to 15 minutes without having a drink. You don't want that cotton wool mouth. You don't want your top lips sticking to your teeth where you can't pronounce your words effectively. So have enough water, find the right amount for you. Not too much that you're going to be flitting back and two to the ladies or gents continually through your presentation. And this all comes through practice and preparation, which is why I've identified in my top tips. It's so important to have that. The next point is about getting in state, possibly one of the most important. And quite often people think, oh, it's just about getting ready. You know, I'll be fine. Getting in state includes everything from removing all distractions, including, you know, not checking your mobile before you go on stage or before you give a presentation, before you run a webinar, 
because sometimes there'll be a text message that really affects your mood. There'll be an email sent that gives you good or bad news and changes your state from the one that you're looking to do. It could be that you realize you've missed a call and then you're in a panic state or you have anxiety. All of these things need to be removed before you get on stage or you deliver your Facebook Live or you deliver your presentation. So get in state. Find out what it is that works for you to help you get into a physical and mental state of preparedness, ready, energetic enough to get started. And that leads to point four, which is that motion creates emotion. If you really want to connect with your audience, you may have less motion within your speech. But if you want to raise the energy, if you want to improve the tone, or if you want to meet your audience where they're at, you really want to get the energy up and vibrant and really excited You need to lead by example. So motion creates the emotion. And point number five, all encompassing around it all is to create the habits. Leave your baggage off stage. Have these habits about getting in state, drinking enough water, getting enough sleep, about parking all of those mental things that can distract you from your audience, from your delivery, from your presentation, from your pitch. Because all of that shit is still going to be there at the end of it. And what can you really do while delivering? So don't be checking your mobile phone beforehand. Don't be checking your emails. Get ready, get in state and create a habit. Because normal is what we do, not what we are. So create your normal, create what works for you. Get out there and start implementing these non-speaker speaker skills to get more gigs, get more branding, get yourself out there, get yourself known and in turn make more money and more of a difference in the world. So thank you for listening to this episode of Presenting, Pitching and Public Speaking. I'll see you on the next episode.